listening to First Church Charlotte. I want to encourage all who can to take advantage of our children's program in the 11 o'clock service this morning. If you at all can rearrange your schedule or take a little break and get back here at uh, probably around 11, 20, you won't miss the children's Christmas program. This is a special time. Our children have been working on it for a good while. So you'll be blessed if you can. If you can't, see if it's on the Internet when you get home. Praise God. It's a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. It's a wonderful time of year. I hope it's wonderful for you and your family. If it hasn't been in the past, let's uh, make some new history. What do you say? Let's change it this year. And uh, the Spirit of God is in the house to help us change it. So if it's been unhappy, let's turn it around and make it happy because we're celebrating the birth of Christ. And he was more than just a baby, thank God. He was even more than just a man. And that's what I want to preach about for the next few moments this morning. Reading in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, wonderful scripture that the prophet spoke. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 9, 6, just a couple of chapters further on, the story continues. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Say it with me. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Praise God. There's probably folks in this sanctuary today that could use some peace during this season. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And I'm so glad that his word is with us. Let's, while we're standing, let's read a little bit more before we're seated. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 20. You'll just listen while I go through this. Those scriptures we just read were written 700 years before Christ. 700 years before Christ. And now, here anticipating the birth of Mary's son, the angel says, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is Conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is... God with us. God with us. 
It's an amazing story. It's a miraculous story. The incarnation of the Almighty coming to walk in this earth, up and down the roads of Israel, and over the mountains, and through the valleys, going up to Jerusalem, and going back up to Galilee. Some here have probably had the wonderful privilege of visiting that land. And what a thrill it is to go there and realize these are the roads, these are the places that Jesus saw, that he walked in. But he's coming back. That's the best news of all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence in this house today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming into this world. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for all of your gifts that have you, you have given to all of us. Let us be a grateful and thankful people, we pray. Bless each one today. Bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Emmanuel, Jesus Christ was God's gift to the human race. And Jesus came to give great wisdom to the human race. And all who will hear him, all who will take to heart what he taught will be blessed by it. Everywhere in this world where true Christianity has been promoted and lived out. That part of the world has been greatly blessed and lifted up. The place of mankind was lifted up. The place of women were lifted up. Even the place of children were lifted up. People, no matter what age limit, no matter what, what situation in life, they were lifted up and treated with respect and love. Where true Christianity is practice. That people and that nation is blessed. Hallelujah. You can study it out in history and it'll prove out every time. So God's greatest gift to the human race was Jesus Christ, who is Emmanuel, who is God with us. Hallelujah. Some of the great uh, principles that Jesus Christ taught, I want to review just two or three or four of them this morning. Magnificent wisdom was given by God to this world. Number one, forgive others and set yourself free from bondage. It's not the easiest thing to do. Sometimes you have to have a few prayer meetings, a few meditation sessions. But if you will seek to forgive others, instead of holding a grudge, you will set yourself free. Praise God. And Jesus taught that. Before that and since that, many people have lived according to the precepts of the flesh and the, the carnal reasoning of their own mind. They do me wrong, I'm going to get them back. Just wait, I'll get my chance. Revenge is in the heart of human beings in this hour. But not for those who are following Jesus. We want to find mercy for them. We want to give it to them. We want to extend it to them and not hold their wrongs toward us against them any longer. I understand some things are pretty rough, but through prayer and through loving God and loving people, you will find a way to bless them with forgiveness. Hallelujah. 
returning good for evil. We all know how we feel when we've uh, been taken advantage of, used in some way, despised in some way, disrespected in some ways. And uh, in the flesh, we might look for a way to return that uh, unkind gesture. Find a way to put them down. Find a way, but that's not the way of the cross. That's not the way of following Jesus. He said, when someone's been bad to you, you be good to them. When someone's been unkind to you, you be kind to them. When someone's lied about you, you tell the truth and let it be a compliment toward them. How many know that's the better way to walk? And I won't ask for hands, but we've all done it the other way, one way or another. It's just in our hearts. The, the other, the, the wonderful principle that would change our whole political scene in America, change our whole idea of this world, if we would just go by the golden rule that Jesus taught. Such a simple rule, and yet such a powerful rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How do you want to be treated? Well, that's how you treat somebody. You're going into an awkward situation. How would you like them to treat you? Well, you treat them the way you would like to be treated. Usually it's with kindness, with maybe a smile, with a, uh, a, a, just a, a gentle uh, appearance and, and demeanor toward them. And no matter how awkward it is, with the help of God, you can do to them the way you hope they'll be doing to you. Treat you with honesty and respect and kindness and love. And so that one rule would solve so many problems in our world today and uh, help people to get on with their life. Recognize Jesus. Another principle is to recognize Jesus as the express image of the invisible God, that he truly is God with us. There's some Christian religions that do not recognize him as divinity, they would call, they would want you to follow them in an effort, but Jesus is somewhere below the Almighty. But when you hear Jesus say to Philip, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father, hallelujah, you understand he's not just a secondary person of a trinity, but he is the first and he is the last. Hallelujah. And don't get me started. Oh, well, wait just a minute. Go ahead and get me started. He is God with us. When you say hallelujah, you're talking to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. When you say, I love you, Jesus, you're talking to the complete Godhead. It's all in him. It's all in him. Can I get a witness in the house? The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in him. When you understand his name, you get revelation. When you understand who he is, it takes away hesitancy to praise him a hesitancy to shout, a hesitancy to get excited about him. You're supposed to stay dignified. The common knowledge is 
just uh, be, be, keep your dignity. Don't get excited. Don't get too excited. And Jesus, when he came into Jerusalem, just before his week of torture, and the people were shouting and praising, throwing their coats down so that donkey could step on them. As they waved palms that week before the crucifixion, they sang Hosanna, Hosanna. The Pharisees, they didn't like them getting excited about God. The Pharisees wanted to criticize. In fact, they want to criticize the God that was among them. Say, why don't you quiet them down? Get them to calm down. Where's some dignity in the house? And Jesus looked at them. And couldn't quite understand. Well, he understands it all. But he just said to them, if they quiet down, the rocks will immediately cry out. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm glad to know who Jesus is today. Yes, 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 yes. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father and the prince of peace. He's all of it, and we praise him and glorify his holy name. Jesus is God with us. I feel his presence in this sanctuary right now. Come on, help me praise his holy name. We worship you today, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify you. How great thou art. How great thou art. A demon-possessed man was set free in a synagogue that Jesus was teaching at. If you're oppressed by some kind of evil forces, you haven't got it figured out, but certain days you feel some things you don't want to feel. You know they're not right. They're not good. I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ sets us free from those forces. There's people sitting somewhere near you that fought those demons in their past. They fought for victory over them, and they found deliverance in Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you today, don't go away hopeless. There's hope for you. There's hope for me. There's hope for whoever will. Come to Jesus and say, Lord, save me. Oh, he's still the power over all the power of the enemy. Jesus cleansed and healed many leprous people. He caused a paralyzed man. The, they, they opened up the roof. The roofs were different than these. They were no doubt thatched roofs. Maybe they had some tile. Whatever they had, four men were up there working on the roof. Not to, not to fix a, a hole in the roof, but to make a hole in the roof big enough to get a man in who couldn't walk. I, I, I'm, I've often thought of that humorous situation. Here Jesus is teaching, and right in front of him, the roof's falling in on him. Dust is in the air. Knowing him, he probably walked over to the side of the room, if there was room, and got where he could see the people and they could see him. He probably got a little, don't you imagine he got some dust in his hair? Uh, maybe a piece, maybe at least some straw got in his hair. He pulled it up. You know, one thing we don't get in the, the New Testament much of is the humor side of God. But, but he, knowing the scriptures like I know them, I know he laughed about some things. And he thought it was funny. Can't you imagine him sending Peter to go fishing for their tax money? 
can't you see Peter coming back with his coin in his hand that he got out of the mouth of a fish he caught? The first fish he caught. The one that was trying to get on his hook before the hook got in the water. I can imagine the apostle Peter coming back with a big old grin on his face. Lord, why haven't we been doing this all along? <laughs> How many know what kind of bait? Well, wouldn't you like to know the bait was used that day? Especially here we are coming to the end of the year. Those, those uh, house mortgages, those house taxes. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And then they just, they just tell us they're going up. But they got away a new formula to figure so you won't feel it so much the first year or two. By the th if it was the third year, now we'd all say, oh, we're going downtown and going to fuss at somebody. Get this lowered a little bit. But don't you know, the Lord knew how to smile. How do I know that? The Lord knew how to goof off with kids. How do you know that? He said, don't keep those kids away from me. Bring them on. Bring, bring those 10 years old. Bring those four years old. Bring those seven years old. Come on, get them up here. Let, let them sit on my knee. Let me put my hands on them and bless them. Get your children to Jesus. That's the message of that hour. Bring them on. He wants to bless our children. And so those men... Open that roof up enough to let a, a man down in some kind of a cloth. They let him down with ropes. Four men letting a man who couldn't walk down right in front of Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, your sins be forgiven you. If you notice about Jesus, he, he doesn't beat around the bush like some of us preachers tend to do. You know, especially dealing with people. We would rather talk around it until they get their eyes open, you know, instead of having to just, poop, you know, verbally. You're trying to be kind. But Jesus, I don't know the, the cause of it. I don't know all the background, and neither do you. But Jesus said, your sins be forgiven you. Something that man had got involved in. Apparently, it opened him up to this paralysis. And I'll guarantee you, he knew what Jesus was talking about. And he was saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I need forgiveness. And the Pharisees were criticizing him in their mind. Well, being God, he knows what you're thinking about this morning, and he knows what I'm thinking about. So he just went ahead and taught and said, which is harder to do, forgive sins or cause this man's whole body to come back together and work? And the, the muscles and ligaments, the nerves of his feet get reconnected back to his brain through his back and everything that went wrong in that paralysis for it all to come together like that. Which one's harder to do? And with God, is it harder for him to heal a headache than a, than a cancer? Does it take more, you think, more amperage, more voltage? You think it, it, 
it kind of depletes. You think all the generators go on in heaven when God heals cancer but not a headache? I'm just saying, as our faith is, so be it unto us. <laughs> and Jesus said, okay, just so you know that I do have the power, rise, take up your bed, go home. Oh, it's good for someone to tell you to go back home. Oh, let's praise him for his healing. I'm talking about Emmanuel, God with us. <coughs> the winds obeyed his voice. Oh, wouldn't you have liked to see? Can't you see those disciples when Jesus said he was asleep? They were worried about the boat sinking with Jesus on it. Just shows you the revelation hadn't been complete for them yet. Wouldn't you think they hadn't had the full revelation of who was on board with them yet? If he, if that boat would have sank, what do you think would have happened? You think Jesus would have drowned being God with us? We'd have just heard the story about the first submarine that went deep. And they all come up breathing good. How would have that happened? Well, you figure that out in your spare time. I'm just saying, God just stood up. They woke him up. Maybe he shook his head. He was human. Got, got the sleep out of his eyes and realized the storm was going. He says, be still to the winds. I hope in heaven we get a, a Old Testament history, New Testament history museum going. And you're going to push the button. I want to see it just like it happened. Is there any wonder why we'll shout all through eternal ages? Hallelujah. Praising God, rejoicing in his miracles. And the disciples who knew he was a blind eye healer, who knew he could cleanse lepers, who knew he could raise the dead, were shaking their heads. What kind of man is this? Well, I'm glad you asked because he's more than just a man. He's God with us. Somebody help me praise him right now. I love you, Jesus. I glorify your holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 5,000 fed with five loaves and two fish. If you ever wonder if it's okay to look toward the heavens, just remember when Jesus was praying over those five loaves and two fish, the Bible says he looked up. He was God with us. He could have said, someone bring me a mirror. He didn't even need a mirror. He looked up and said, bless it, Lord. As a man, he prayed. Since he was tempted in all manners as we are, as a man, he needed to pray. But as God... He answered prayers. 5,000 plus. All the rest of the family. 5,000 men and their family ate that day. And they had baskets left over. 
And I just imagine, we got any uh, fish barbecue people here today? I would imagine the sauce. Here's one on the front row. I imagine the sauce on that fish would just melt in your mouth. You think the Lord would serve tasteless fish? You got to have a little imagination and kind of read between the lines in the book, you know. But they ate well. I, I don't hear one complaint. Out of 5,000 people, seemed like someone would have a complaint. Not one complaint. He's more than just a man. Lazarus had been dead two days, and Jesus said, well, let's go. He's been dead. He's just sleeping, but they all think he's dead. Kind of said it under his breath. And it took him two days to get down there. And, uh, and at least Mary had some faith. Well, I know there's going to be a resurrection. Jesus is trying to get her to believe. She had forgot, you know, if you would have been here, Lord, he would not have died. But now that he's dead, he's just dead. And there's no raising him. And Jesus walked up to the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. And there was a noise back in there. I don't know exactly how you know they bound him up pretty tight, but I imagine Lazarus was hopping out. And people at the door of the cave were falling out, no doubt. And when Lazarus, they, you know, the Lord does what you can't do, but he won't do what you can do. He said, loose him and let him go. Now, we know an angel could have brought a sword down that, all that, those cloth and all that stuff and just peeled it off, but no, they had to do it. Don't be asking God to do something for you that you've got to do for yourself. But the things you can't do for yourself, go for it. Hallelujah. An old song came to my mind while I was studying this, and they wrote it so well. Who's that walking on the water? He was more. I'm talking about Emmanuel. He was more than just a man. The laws of nature could not bind him. All power was in his hand. He was more. Yes, he was more than just a man. He was more than just a man. He gave his life for salvation's plan. And when the love that Jesus gave, his very life was sent to save. That's when he proved that when he proved he was more than just a man. He was too hot for the devil to handle. The demons of hell obeyed his command. He was too much for Satan to battle against his power. No one could stand. He was more, he was more. Than just a man. Hallelujah. That songwriter couldn't stop. 
The power of death could not kill him. The gates of hell could not hold him. The chains of the grave could not keep him. He came forth with the keys in his hand. Oh, death, death couldn't kill him. Oh, grave, grave couldn't keep him. That's when he proved, that's when he proved he was more than just a man. Somebody help me praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talking about Emmanuel today. Oh, don't get too excited about him. You wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't want to lose your dignity today a little bit. Oh, don't get too excited. Please, the Pharisees. Oh, hallelujah. Makes me want to shout. Makes me want to run. Glory. So since we're trying to figure out what we can get for people we love, the psalmist said it. You can be seated if you'd like to take a rest. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? He said, I will take the cup of salvation. I'll get saved. If you haven't gotten saved yet, if you haven't been born again of the water and of the spirit yet, God's greatest gift for individual believers is that born again experience. A brand new day, a brand new life, brand new hope, brand new power, a brand new you. There's a new man walking in your shoes there's a new woman clipping along in your heels. But, oh, it'll be a brand new person. Hallelujah. You won't do the things you used to do. You won't get excited about some of the things you used to get excited about. But now you've found a brand new love. Now you've found romance in your life. I'm in love with Jesus, and he's in love with me. Oh, how I love him. How I adore him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I will take up my cross and follow him. That's what happened when we recognize who he is. That he is more than just a man. And since we know the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation teaches us there's only one God. Only one God. God himself said, is there anyone beside me? I don't know anybody beside me. He is the first. He is the last. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the son. He is all in all that we need. He is the Lord, God, eternal one. He was and is and is to come. He's coming back. Hallelujah. Glory. So in following Jesus, I'm going to give some gifts to God by forgiving everyone who's hurt me. You may need to talk to God to fully convince yourself, but have that talk. Have 10 of those talks if you need them. Say, Lord. I don't want to hold this anymore. It's killing me. They could care less. They're laughing about it. But 
it's burning me up. You know, there's psychosomatic illnesses in our world today. You know what that means? What's going on in the wheels of your brain is affecting your body. What kind of a lifestyle will bring ulcer, ulcers upon you? Worry, anxiety, fearfulness actually create something in the body. And we know it, it goes, you know, the mind is so powerful, it can do a whole lot of other things. That's why we got to keep our thoughts clean before the Lord and upon the Lord. We get a whole list of good things to keep our brain on. Hallelujah. What you think, what you think in your heart affects who you are. So when you're having a bad day, you need to trail yourself. Where did my bad day start? Just go back 10 minutes and 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, right there. I was, I did it wrong. I said, let something slip out of my mouth. That it's not what I meant, not what I wanted to say, but I said it anyway. Lord, that's not who I'm going to be. It's not who I want to be. It's not who you want me to be. I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean what I just said. Erase that last part. Do, some, do something like that. Whatever works in your household. As I have received mercy, I'm going to give it to others. In fact, I am a faucet for my own mercy. Because if I don't extend it to others, it stops right here. I don't get any. Ouch. I need some. I'm not planning to do a thing wrong today, but I might need some mercy today. Because I'm not perfect. I got a temper. I got fists that want to ball up. I, I keep them straight. I'm a man. Ladies don't understand us, us men you know, all the time. Especially if someone's putting our wives down. We want to we do a bunch of stuff we don't need to be doing. You brother am? Yeah, even me. Some of you guys think I'm somebody. I'm just a man saved by grace. Trying to get through this old world without hurting anybody. I want to love everybody and show mercy. And I sure don't want to be turning off my own mercy. If you missed Wednesday night's message by Brother Jonathan Moran, Pastor Jonathan Moran, you need to go back and find it on the Internet. First Church, I believe it's firstchurchcharlotte.com will get you there or close. Keep searching, you'll find it. I got to close her down right now. I will seek to love everybody from my heart. Are there some unlovable people out there? What do you think? We meet them. I'm glad I got Amen Corner up here on the front row. God bless you, sir. A whole lot of them out there, he says. Well, I want to love everybody. What do I have to do for that person? For years, I've said, boy, they'd make a great Pentecostal. <laughs> or, man, I'd love to see them after the Holy Ghost gets a hold of them. 
You know, what could God do with that? If it was all turned toward goodness and righteousness. But there's a way for you to love everybody. Seek and you shall find. I will return good for evil, blessing them and not cursing them. I will seek to maintain a grateful heart daily. Daily. What can I give the Lord in this coming year? What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me as we all stand? More than ever in 2019, I will become a worshiper. I can do better than I did this year. I'm getting a little older. I can get a little grumpier. I wake up some days and the first two hours, Brother Carlos, I got to hold on to something because I'm a little unbalanced. I say, where does that come from? And then I remember I was born in 1943. That's where it came from. Don't figure it up. doesn't matter. It's, it's just a number. As you get older, you really realize it's just a number. Because give me a couple hours and I'll be ready. We'll get it on. We'll get it on. Don't, don't mess with me, mister. Brother. Just, but I'm not going to get it on with You know what get it on means? You know, you got to figure out what people are saying. That means you, you want to fight? Let's go. No, I'm not going to fight nobody. Got too many ex-policemen to me to get in a fight. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad for the family of God? What are you going to give Jesus this year? Emmanuel. Would you meditate on it today a while? What could I change about me and my situation and my life and the way I treat people? What, what could I do? Could I extend more mercy? I've been given so much mercy. And every time I come back to God and say, it's me again, Lord, I need some mercy. He says, okay, I got you covered. Now just repent of it. That means make up your mind to not keep doing that mess. With the help of the Lord going to learn from our mistakes, but I'm going to give mercy. I think it's time for us to pray a little bit. Can we all gather in? If you're sick and need a prayer today, if you'll get our attention, we'll anoint you with oil in Jesus' name. It's time to pray for just a few moments. It's early. All that can and will just come forward. Let's get close to this altar. Saying, Lord, I'm, I'm searching after what I can do for you in 2019. I want to be better than I've been. I want to climb higher, Lord. I want to live closer to you, Jesus. I want to be a worshiper like you've never seen from me before. I want to worship you seven times a day. No, I want to let your praise be in my mouth continually all day long. What are we going to do for Jesus this year? He's the one that paid the price for our salvation. He's the one that went to the cross 
took our sins upon him and washed us in his precious name and cleansed us and through his through our sins in the past cleansed far as the east is from the west we're separated from them oh i want to i want to be a better christian than i've ever been i want to be a better man i want to be a better husband oh god i'm sure i can improve i want to do it for the glory of your name i want to do it so you will get praise that men may see your good works and glorify god Oh, let's call on the Lord right now. Everyone in this house, let's turn this place into a prayer meeting for the next few minutes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I praise the mighty God. I praise. We will sing hallelujah till you come again. We will dance in your presence. Let's pray for one another in this sanctuary. Brothers to brothers, sisters to sisters, husband to wife, family members to each other. Would you reach out to someone near you and pray for them all over the congregation?
Just take them by their hand, whatever's convenient. Bless them in the name of the Lord. Ask the blessings of God in their life for healing, for strength, for hope, for a happy season this Christmas time. In your presence, oh God. Bless my brothers and sisters, Lord. Strengthen them in the power of your might. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless them today. Bless them with your sweet presence. Oh, great lover of our souls. Almighty God, walking in flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, Jesus. You're here today. You're here right now to heal, to bless, to strengthen, to give somebody faith and somebody hope, somebody love. Oh, God, let your love fill this house, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. As you're praying, if you want to pray, just continue to pray. We've got time. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday night or next Sunday morning. Pastor will be here. Let's believe the Lord for a great Christmas season this year. God bless you. for listening to First Church Charlotte. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to support our efforts, text GIVE to 704 445 5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come worship with us.